I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding third with Manish Jane. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Today's episode, the St. Louis Cardinals, Bush Stadium. Now, the Cardinals are the NL's version of the Yankees. They've got all the rings. They've got all the history. They've got a very, very passionate fan base. I sigh there because I'm still not over 2006 when the St. Louis Cardinals reached into my chest and pulled my heart out as I was at a couple of those games of the World Series in Detroit, and my Tigers just laid down for the Cardinals. But that being said, with that being said, it's time to move forward and get with the new. And the new is the relatively new Bush Stadium. Much like the Yankees, the Cardinals tore down their historic stadium in favor of something a little bit new. But unlike the Yankees, I really, really enjoy the new Bush Stadium. Now, to be fair, I never went and saw a game at the old Bush Stadium, so I'm not sure what the environment was like, and I'm not sure if there was something that was lost. But I'll tell you, from the pictures that I saw on TV of the old Bush Stadium versus this new one, I honestly don't think it compares. Um, I've been asked several times about what my favorite ballpark is so far. Pretty much every stadium I go to, somebody asks me, so what's your favorite ballpark so far? And I always answer that it's a, it's a tough question, really, to, get, to wrap my mind around because each stadium really does have something unique. That's kind of the beauty of this tour is seeing something completely new every single time, and it's it's really hard to compare. But when it comes to the views, there's nobody that beats St. Louis. I mean, I'm sure that there might be one or two parks in, in San Francisco or in Pittsburgh or maybe even Denver that might challenge it down the line. But for now, nothing has beaten the St. Louis view. Um, I was able to actually catch two games here at Bush Stadium because game one had a two-hour rain delay, and me being the nervous Nelly that I am, I decided to buy tickets for the next night's game just in case. Now, that game ended up uh, uh, getting in, which was actually great because I got to see two games in Bush Stadium, one pretty much exclusively happening under the darkness of night, and the next night I was able to experience a good sunset, which if you haven't done so yet, please check out runningthird.net, and you'll see some really great shots that I that I took of the St. Louis skyline and the arch at twilight, basically. It's it's really, really a beautiful, beautiful uh, view down there at Bush Stadium. I say this with love and respect, but the one thing that I've always just gotten so frustrated with these Cardinals is that I can't find anything wrong with them. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I hate them because they win all the time, but they win the right way. I want to hate them because they've got perennially one of the top farm systems in the league and one of the top major league systems in the league, which it shouldn't, that shouldn't be, but I can't hate on them for that. I want to hate on them because they're fans, but I can't. Their fans are tremendous. Everyone talks about how tremendous the Cardinals fans are, so you get frustrated and you think, oh, they can't be that nice, they can't be that knowledgeable, they can't be that, you know, accepting. But as I stood there, Tiger's hat on, as always, I got people talking to me in the stands about the Detroit Tigers and not in a, you know, pandering sort of way and not even in a playful ribbing sort of way. There were people in that ballpark that knew, I'm not going to say more than me, but more than any other fans have known about the Detroit Tigers so far. You know, I feel like these guys just know something about every single one of the teams and they take pride in that. You know, I was staying about 20, 25 minutes outside of the city, actually, and the hotel that I was staying at 
there was a Stan Musial statue five feet away from the hotel. You know, we're, we're a half an hour away from the stadium, but they got baseball statues. St. Louis loves their baseball. So it's frustrating because I grew up in Michigan, and so I've just had to watch these guys beat not only us, but just the rest of the league for, for so many years. But honestly, it is a really, really awesome place. You know, um, it makes it, they make it very difficult for you to hate them, which of course makes me hate them more, but it's all irrational hate. There's no valid reason for me to not like these people. They are wonderful human beings who love their baseball team and support their baseball team. And honestly, more importantly than that, they love and support the game of baseball, no matter who's playing. You know, I was there for a Cubs Cardinals game, which obviously has kind of lost some of its rivalry luster since the Cubs just can't seem to buy a win anymore but still this is a rivalry game and there were absolutely Cubs fans in attendance and unlike many other stadiums that I've been to in my life there was no real animosity I mean obviously there was some playful ribbing here and there and there was some joshing back and forth and but honestly the the vitriol that I see in other team stadiums when there's a rivalry game just didn't exist these fans were able to sit there and enjoy the game with fans of the rival team and it really enhanced the entire experience. You know, I've been in stadiums where one team will be playing and the visiting team will have fans who are loud, obnoxious, and just getting everybody's face. Most often, there is some sort of adult beverage involved in that type of behavior. Um, but here at Bush Stadium, a team formerly owned by a beer company, there was really no uh, uh, out-of-control behavior that I could really witness. Overall, this is a fan base that, for the first time I can say, the stadium and the fan bases you know, work in, in tandem. This is a fan base that deserves the stadium it's got, and it's a stadium that deserves its fan base. Um, the one thing that I did find, which I was not looking for something negative, believe me, I'm, 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 I wasn't looking for a reason to, to say something bad about the Cardinals, but I did find one thing that I wasn't the, the biggest fan of, and that was actually the food. So as I said, I was there for two days. Um, so I was able to kind of uh, sample a couple of different things that the Cardinals had to offer. And in fact, in day one, I ended up having two meals there because I had spent about eight or nine hours inside of the stadium with rain delays and just everything else uh, all put together. So I ate quite a bit of food at, at Bush Stadium. And so far, they are absolutely near the bottom of the list as far as both food options and food quality. Um, now, obviously, this is not something that should be that much of a concern to people. If you're going to a ball game, you should be worrying about this stuff on the field. But this podcast and this tour is looking at the entire stadium and the entire feeling and just the all-encompassing nature of a baseball park. So I have to include the fact that they really need to work on some of their food options. Um, you know, price-wise, it was pretty much in line with everybody else. That I'm not so much uh, uh, complaining about because... You know, if you're going to be buying food at the ballpark, plan on spending 10, 15, 20 bucks on a meal. But it was just, it, it's, it wasn't good. It, I was very, very disappointed in game one or game two. And I don't, all right, so maybe I am a little bit happy that I can finally find something to discredit the Cardinals organization for, even though it is something as petty as, as that. But I'm sure if you come back next year, they would have figured out a way to, to create some magnificent barbecue that it wasn't on the menu this year. So I'm not going to be happy for too long because I'm sure they'll fix it eventually. 
Uh, for game two, actually, is when I was able to really speak with quite a few people. Um, on game one, everyone was running for shelter and trying to stay out of the rain, so it wasn't really conducive to, to chatting that, uh, that much. But in game two, I was actually able to talk to a couple of different people. Uh, the first, actually, it's a very brief clip I want to play here because this was a very exciting moment at the ballpark. Um, for those of you who ever dreamed about being on the kiss cam, the young couple behind me, Wow, did they lose their minds when they were on the kiss cam. They were very, very excited, and uh, it got a big chuckle out of me to see how excited they were. So I wanted to make sure to gab some of their thoughts immediately after being on the kiss cam. So uh, this is very, very brief, about a minute, minute and a half. But this is Leah Duncan and Chris Miles just moments after being on the kiss cam. Take a listen. All right, so I'm here with Leah Duncan, Chris Miles, and these two lovely people were just on the kiss cam and they were incredibly happy to do so. Tell me what that experience was like for you. It was awesome. It's always been a dream of mine. <laughs> it's pretty surreal. <laughs> Felt like a movie star, I guess. I think you guys did pretty well. So how long have you guys been coming to Cardinals games for? My whole life. I've always lived around St. Louis. Yeah? How about you? Uh, pretty much the same thing. So yeah. Yeah? So, all right, so you said it was your dream of yours to be on, on the KISS cam. Why exactly is it your dream to be on the KISS cam, of all things? Who doesn't want to be on the KISS cam? It's like <laughs> the coolest thing ever. It's what everyone waits for at the games. <laughs> so what are you feeling right now? Pretty excited. I'm going to call my mom. Oh, that, that's very, very sweet. All right, we're going to get back to the game here in a minute. We've got a pitching change. But I just wanted to get very briefly both of your favorite moments at Bush Stadium. And this one doesn't count. Kiss Cam doesn't count. It's got to be something. Um, being here for my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary and having it up on the screen. Oh, that is a, you had some good luck with the big screen. I'd say running in when the Cards won the 2011 World Series, so running into the stadium. Oh, all right. That is very cool. Thank you guys so much, and we'll get back to the game. So as you can tell, they were quite giddy with excitement over being on the kiss cam. And one of the reasons I wanted to play that clip is something that Leah had mentioned, which was that uh, everybody wants to be on the kiss cam. That's what everybody's waiting for. And that's why she was so excited. And if you saw there, you know, she was about to call her mother and she did call her mom. And her mom was also equally as excited that she got on the kiss cam. But that was really fascinating to me because I thought to myself, well, I've never cared about being on the kiss cam, but... She's been going to games, as she said, pretty much her entire life, and this was something that she really wanted to do. So that ultimately is what baseball is all about. Not the kiss cam, you know, but it's about something for everybody. You know, there's some aspect of a baseball stadium that everybody can attach themselves to. Whether it is the game itself, whether it is the kiss cam, whether it is the sausage races at some ballparks or the cap game that shows up on the scoreboard or the seventh inning stretch or the whatever it is. There's so many little different nuances about the game. You know, I've been going to games for 25 years, over 25 years, and I really wanted to catch a baseball. I've never to this day caught a, a baseball during a live game. Now, loyal listeners or readers of the website will know that I did get my first Major League Baseball back in uh, Baltimore, but that was during batting practice, and I also didn't catch that on the fly. To be honest with you, 
I didn't even catch it myself. Another lovely gentleman named Romeo got that for me and handed it over to me, which was very sweet of him, but I've still never caught a Major League Baseball. So there are things that we can all obsess over when we go to the ballpark, but that's what's great about baseball. There's something unique and niche-like, and as long as you come to the ballpark, you're always going to be experiencing something special. Now, after I spoke to these two, there was a, a lovely woman that was sitting directly behind me. And I mean, this is a story that, that I just, I'm going to take with me to my grave. I mean, it really warmed my heart to hear this woman speak. Um, you know, we chatted throughout the entire game and she absolutely knew more about baseball than me. Um, not only just about the St. Louis Cardinals, but just about baseball in general. And it was so much fun to pick her brain and just hear her stories about coming to games at Bush Stadium and also just experiencing baseball with her husband. Uh, I'm going to let you listen to um, my interview with her right now, and then I'm going to come back and tell you another brief story that she told me off the air that that essentially it encapsulated exactly why I wanted to do this tour in the first place. Her story is... Well, you know what? I'm going to let you just listen to the interview with her first, and then I'll come back and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about her. So uh, enjoy my brief interview with uh, um, Linda, who is sitting behind me at the St. Louis Cardinals versus the Chicago Cubs game at Bush Stadium. All right, so I'm here with Linda, and Linda's been a Cardinals fan for her entire life, correct? moved to St. Louis from Kansas, didn't follow baseball as a kid, but learned about baseball when I moved to St. Louis. Uh, but now you're a pretty diehard Cardinals fan. Now I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, yes. And you said you've been coming to games since the early 80s at the old Bush Stadium and now the new Bush Stadium? Right. So we've been chatting quite a bit throughout the game, and you're pretty knowledgeable, but can you tell me right now what your first baseball memory was in old Bush Stadium? Uh, my first baseball memory... Um, was my husband explaining to me how you can tell um, oh, he got hit by the pitch how you can tell uh, if it's going to be an out or not and you watch the outfielders you don't watch the ball if they're holding the glove in the air they're going to catch it so I learned baseball so those are my first memories that's awesome so you learned baseball through your husband I did yeah. that's really beautiful I really like hearing stories like that so did you and your husband come to a lot of games together we did. Uh, he was a huge baseball fan. Uh, my husband passed away in 2005, and I still come to games. That's beautiful. So he missed, unfortunately, the 2006 series when your Cardinals beat up my Tigers a little bit. He did. You know, that was, uh, I think he was watching that game. I think he was watching that series, and he was rooting for the Cardinals. You know what? I'm actually going to blame your husband now for breaking my heart. It's his fault. But... Right. <laughs> so, uh, but what now uh, we're at the new Bush Stadium here, and what do you like about this new Bush Stadium? What it is about the stadium uh, that really uh, represents the city? Uh, I think it's a stadium that's very open to uh, families. Um, I think you see families, and families have a history of coming here and having lots of good memories in this stadium, and so it's a friendly place to come and it feels like home when you come. That's beautiful. And you were telling me actually real quick, oh, we got a foul ball coming in the stands. We're safe, no worries. Uh, I, uh, 
so you were telling me earlier you, you took a tour here and they said something about how uh, every you know, for 81 games basically Bush Stadium is the X largest city in Missouri and how this is almost like its own community its own city I think it's a really beautiful sentiment you know as you've been coming to games you've got season tickets here have you made a lot of friends at the stadium have you met a lot of interesting people I meet people like you yes uh, bring friends here Oh, hold on one second. Looks like we've got a base hit and an error. And men on second and third, nobody out. This looks like the makings of a pretty big inning. You know what? We need to keep talking because I think this is good luck. Uh, uh, I like bringing people here and telling them what I know about baseball, which is, you know, not, I'm not a, uh, an expert, but I, I picked up things. I like telling people, you know, where to find the the speed of the pitch and I like telling people of little things in the stadium that make it Cardinal Stadium. And well, I'll tell you, you know, I've met a lot of people and don't sell yourself short. You are very knowledgeable. I've been able to have some pretty wonderful conversations with you throughout this game. So I've been really enjoying talking to you. So, so you know quite a bit. So now who are the people that you brought with you today? Well, I'm a lawyer and this gentleman is uh, with the University of Kansas Law School. That's where I went to law school. And um, he comes and visits with me because uh, he is head of the endowment development for the law school, and I give money back to the law school. So. Oh, that's lovely. All right, and then last time we'll get back to the game. Last question. So just uh, two-parter. One, your favorite moment in this new uh, Bush Stadium, and two, just your favorite baseball moment of your entire life, uh, coming to a game, actually, and watching a game live. All right, it's going to be the same game, and it was game six of the 2011 World Series. And um, I brought a friend, and we were sitting not in my not in my season ticket seats, but over by. We've got a sacrifice fly. It looks like so the Cardinals are padding their lead. It is now five to one. Cardinals in the bottom of the eighth. So we're just going to let the applause go down, and we're going to hear the story about Game Six of the 2011 World Series. I'm sure we all remember how crazy of a game that was. I was sitting. Uh, between home plate and third base, uh, just below the owner's box. And, you know, more than one time in that game, um, uh, the Rangers were within one out of winning the World Series. And you could see the Rangers dug out. You could see their general manager. You could see their owners ready to run out on the field. And then every time we would do something and pull out, get away from that out situation. And when David Freese hit the final home run and, and Joe Buck said, see you tomorrow night, you know, it was, nobody wanted to leave the stadium. It was fabulous. And practically everybody in my section took pictures of everybody else. And we just didn't want to leave. It was a wonderful feeling. It was like winning the World Series. It was the next night we did win, but that, that night was just magical. That is absolutely wonderful. And unfortunately, you guys did break my heart in 2006, so I can't be too happy for you. But that 2011 series was one for the record book, so. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was amazing. And the Rangers were a really good team, and the Tigers were a really good team. So it's it's good to win World Series. And, you know, in both times, the up. Oh, ah! oh, stretch, stretch. It's, it's, no, warning track. Ooh, good catch there. That's all right, they tacked on a run. Yeah, I thought you were going to see a freeze home run, so yeah. But 
anyway, it's a fun place to come. And St. Louis is um, a city where people know a lot about baseball and, um, you know, they enjoy it. I tell, I used to tell the lawyers that worked for me, and I, I'm retired now, but I said, you have to, to, to be a success in business, you have to watch both ESPN and PBS, public broadcasting. You have to know what's going on in the cultural world. You have to know what's going on in the sports world in order to make small talk in business. I agree with that sentiment a thousand percent. Thank you so much for joining me today, Linda. I hope you enjoyed my brief chat there with Linda. So, yeah, as you can hear, you know, she was trying to be humble there, but pretty much the entire nine innings, I I had a very in-depth conversation with her about, you know, uh, the Cardinals, the Tigers, and honestly, just baseball in general. Um, but the story that I wanted to touch on is something that she talked a little bit about in that clip there about how she, she used to come to games with her husband. And... For those of you who have listened to my previous podcasts here, um, getting women into the game is something that I'm very, very interested in doing. Uh, I really think that we need to try hard to, to not just have women come and be a, a passive observer of the game and sitting there reading a book or knitting or, or chatting or, or doing whatever it is that I see so many of these very, very gracious women doing when dragged to the games with their husbands or boyfriends or sons or whomever. But one of the things that she touched on in there, to me, encompasses why women are not getting into baseball the way that at least I would like them to. And it's something that her husband actually did for her that I don't see a lot of husbands doing. And that is bringing her to a game and actually teaching her about the game. Not placating her, not talking down to her, not trying to act like this was his thing and that this was something that she had no place you know, uh, enjoying. This is a man who wanted to share his love of the game with the woman that he loved. And so he taught her how to track the ball. He taught her how to keep score. He taught her who the players were. He taught her why we love this game so much. There's no genetic reason why women shouldn't love baseball. And anyone who tells me differently is an idiot. I'm sorry. If you'd like to go ahead and, and tell me that I'm wrong, go ahead and shoot me an email, ryanandthirdpodcast uh, at gmail.com. I'd actually love to hear if you've got any valid reasonings because I genuinely cannot think of why anyone would believe that women wouldn't like baseball. Um, it's just one of those things that's so easily dismissible. Oh, women, of course, they don't like baseball. That's not true. <laughs> I've met way too many women who who love it more than I do, who love it more than most men that I know. And... I don't understand why we can't have more of that. But to go back to Linda real quick. So she tells me the story about how, you know, her husband brought her to these games and he taught her and he transferred his passion to her. And now at this game, uh, uh, you heard in there that she had brought a family with her to watch a game. And now this was a, a father, a uh, mother and a son, a young son, about nine, 10 years old. And what was really interesting to me was that not one of them, all three, did not really particularly care for baseball. They had not, I believe, if they had been to a game before, it had been years earlier, and this may have been either the first or second game that the young kid had gone to. And what really blew my mind was the fact that after Linda's husband, sadly, passed away in 2005, 
she continued to come to games. And now what she does is she brings people to the ballpark that may not necessarily enjoy the game or for, to be fair, who may not have ever had access to the games, you know, because to say they don't enjoy the games presumes that they've watched it and haven't enjoyed it. And if that's the case, then as I've said before, more part to you. I'm not, I'm not here to proselytize. I'm not here to tell the entire planet that they need to love baseball. I'm completely fine with our little corner of fandom, but I would like other people to be able to open, open their minds a little bit and, Try and appreciate it. And if you can't, that's awesome. There's way too many things in this life to be interested in, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't get that other people get. I'm sure if you've noticed in my food choices, I'm not what you would call a foodie. I have friends of mine who are foodies, and they get very angry with me when I have just the world's worst taste in food, but I just can't wrap my head around, you know, I just... I don't get food. It's fuel to me. You know, I, I, I eat it. It gives me energy. And that's pretty much where my relationship with that ends. So that being said, I don't I don't expect everybody to love baseball. Um, but what I think is great is people like Linda who bring, you know, people to the ballpark who, who may not have ever had access to the game. And I'll tell you that these three, um, mother, father, and son, we're absolutely having a blast. Now, I have no idea if they're going to continue to be baseball fans. I don't know if they'll ever come to a baseball game again. But for that, well, for this evening, it was several hours. But for that couple-hour period of, of sitting inside of a ballpark and watching a game, they looked happy, and, and they looked like they were having a really good time. And I got to give Linda a lot of credit for that because she did not just allow them to sit there and not understand what's going on. You know, because for those of us who are baseball fans, we know this game so well that we're nine steps ahead of people. When we're watching a pitch, we're not just thinking about that pitch. We're thinking about the next nine pitches of that at bat or the next inning even. You know, we're not entirely uh, – um, it's impossible for a real baseball fan to get bored because there's so much stuff to think about. But if you don't know what's happening, if you don't know anything about baseball, oh, my goodness, I can't imagine how boring that must be. Just sitting there waiting for the pitcher to throw in the ball that the batter yet again doesn't swing at, I, I that must be maddening for someone who doesn't get why the strategy of it all, setting someone up away to be able to throw him something inside in the dirt and make him chase. Even that sentence right there, unless you're a baseball fan, you're probably not going to understand what that just meant. So essentially, my thesis here, and I'll stop rambling, is that Linda is a woman who came to the game late in life because her husband took the time, the effort, and had the patience to really explain the game to her. And now she genuinely does know more about baseball than most people that I know. She was, like I said, she was being humble in that clip, but it was awesome talking to her the entire game. Um, you know, we, we chatted a little bit more about her husband uh, when, when the recorder was off, and it just, you know, it really broke my heart. But that was something that, that they they bonded over, you know, when he passed away in 2005, she, it took it, 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 it took its toll on her, but she still came to the ballpark and that is still her way of, of connecting with, with her husband. And I don't know if, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, I, I, then you're listening to the wrong podcast and you probably should stop listening because as I'm sure you could probably hear from that little brief interview, I got caught up in the story and used the word beautiful about 19 times. So I just, I, but it really was it, it hearing 
not only just hearing, um, just seeing the look in her eye when she was talking about her husband and, and the connection that she had with him and that she continues to had, have all because of baseball and trying to continue that legacy with these, these you know, friends of hers. Um, I don't know. That's stuff that you get at a ballpark that I'm sorry, I, I have not experienced in any other form of American entertainment. Um, you know, maybe it is because there is so much time to- downtime in baseball that you can honestly reflect and connect with the other human being and it's not so intense like a football or a basketball or, or, a, or a hockey but that's enough of me talking about how much I love baseball I think we get it right yeah we get it dummy you love baseball so that is Bush Stadium however that is that is uh, my trip here in St. Louis um, it was actually a really great time I, I was looking for just something to not like about it because like I said I've hated this team my entire life for very, very irrational reasons, and I could not have been more pleased with just the fans and the city. I didn't even get to touch on the arch. I mean, the St. Louis arch, the view of the arch from the stadium and the view from the, of the stadium from the arch is something you can definitely check out. I got photos of on the website um, if you want to check those out. It's just everything about it. You know, for, this, for, for one of the games, we saw Shelby Miller, the young <laughs> yet another young pitcher from their farm system that I'm sure is going to go on to win 20 games again, you know, just like so many of their other young arms tend to do. So Bush Stadium, good work. St. Louis Cardinals, good work. The only thing I'm going to say, work on that menu options. The food, not so good. Uh, next up is going to be Kansas City as I continue up here in the Midwest and uh, in good old Missouri. So that brings us to the end of another Rounding Third podcast. As always, I want to thank Blake White for the theme music. I want to, uh, you know what, before I move on with that, for those of you still listening to the thank you sections, uh, you need to go and check out Blake White's album. You know, I thank him every single week, and I keep forgetting to plug his album. Um, there's a link to it on the website, and I'm telling you, this kid is is unrealistically talented. Um, it's It's... He created the intro music and the outro music for me very, very quickly. You know, I asked him to do it, and and he went to a recording studio, and he composed this stuff for me. He is super talented. The album is fantastic. It's called More Like Myself. You can obviously find it on iTunes. And you know what? Maybe on a future episode, I'll play you a track from it because... um, it is, it, it's one of the things that's keeping me awake on the road, I'll tell you that much. I've probably listened to his album six or seven times as I've been driving up and down the road, and it's, it's just as good every single time. So, Blake, thank you again for creating a theme for me, and everybody out there, please go give his album a listen. I would really appreciate it. In addition to Blake, I want to thank Icarus Ronan for the web design and Krishna Jane for the photo editing. As always, you can follow me at Rounding Third MJ on Twitter. It's Rounding Third MJ at Twitter. Uh, you can shoot me an email at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website at roundingthird.net. And join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. Third with Manish Jane.